breaking news. You going to ask me what? Uh, I thought you had this. I do. Are you going to ask me what? What? It's already Wednesday. Yeah. We've changed our release day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to do a formal um, I beat you notification. To it. Mm, beached it. Yep, you did. Stole your thunder. So we will no longer be releasing on Tuesday nights, first thing Wednesday morning. We are going to push it back to releasing Wednesday night, first thing Thursday morning. Because apparently we can't handle doing Tuesday night to Wednesday morning. We have too much in our lives. Well, apparently it takes like a day to recover from the weekend. And, and then, then I inevitably have something terrible happen on Tuesday. Every Tuesday. So <laughs> This week, I got rear-ended. <laughs> Yet again. Time number four. Yep. All right. So that's enough of that. Let's do the intro. This podcast may not be suitable for children. If you are easily offended or bothered by strong language or dark humor, this may not be the podcast for you. This podcast accepts no responsibility for butthurt feelings or erections lasting longer than four hours. Thank you. And welcome to What the Was That Podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne. And I'm Jill. And we are back with another fun-filled, exciting episode of Stuff. Yay, I love stuff. Yes, stuff. So we're going to talk about what we did this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Because we got invited to be part of one of the ghost tours that the Southern Ghost Girls do. Right. I and think I'm official now. Yeah, and I'm apparently just a tech guy, which is cool. Well, because you're not a girl. You're equipped wrong. I, I definitely enjoy b- doing the tech stuff. That was fun. Yep. You're still part of the crew. It's yes. just you're not a girl. Right. Um, I was supposed to play the last show for Brandon Henson, but he decided that, well, he didn't decide. Yep. The guitar player called in sick, so we're, we're postponing the last show until everybody can be healthy and back. Right. And... So we went to the Southern Ghost Girls instead. We did. Y'all check them out on Facebook. Um, apparently, we're going to be doing some more stuff with them coming up. And if y'all would like to uh, join us. Show up. Again, yeah, show up at some tours. Yeah, we will uh, post some links on the page if they're, y'all would like. Yeah, they're varying prices depending on where they're going. Um, but, a lot of times it's because of how much the place charges, not how much the girls charge. Right. And this is one of the few tour type things that you can do to where you are actually part of the investigation. She has uh, EMF meters and dowsing rods that she hands out that you get to use on on the tour. They have REM pods. They have a infrared or is it a thermal camera or something. It's a thermal imaging camera. Yeah, so they, they have lots of neat gadgets and, and we're working on trying to collect a few gadgets of ourselves to bring yeah, on the tours. And I, I'm, I'm looking at a, a um, it's a it's pretty much a light meter, but it's like you calibrate it to the area that you're looking at, 
and if there's like any difference in the light say for instance if a shadow person walks along the wall that meter trips and sends off an alarm right they encourage everyone to use one of the apps we made fun of on a previous episode but have since learned actually works it's very coincidental we do enjoy having it and it gives um oddly enough it i don't want to say it works but it gives some relevant information it does give very relevant information yeah So so it it's it's trippy if it's not actually working it's somehow really good at being coincidental very good so uh, we will put a link to some of the uh, to the page in our or in the in the show notes. The so. Lowry House that we talked about a couple episodes ago, that was the Southern Ghost Girls tour. And okay. so the pictures that I took where you can see what everyone thought was an alien in the window. <laughs> um, that is from one of the tours. So they do actually get some evidence. What the hell is the cat doing? It's something over here, I don't know. So how was your day? Long and boring. Mine was anything but boring. It was pretty shitty. But I'm somehow in a good mood about it. I'm just tired. My I'm hand hurts drained. right here. Yeah, right there where everybody can see it. Right there. Yeah. Yep. Y'all see it? It hurts. It especially hurts when I do that. So you know what? If y'all would like to actually see what she's <laughs> pointing at, um, we are willing to do do the show on Facebook and y'all oh, can watch it live. I'll have to put a bra on. And uh, you can watch it live. If that's something y'all would be interested in. I'm going to need y'all to sign a waiver. Sorry. I don't, I don't, now, I, you, I'm, I don't know what I was saying. If they would be interested in us doing a live on Facebook. You can let us know. Uh, send us a message. Leave a comment or something. And sign a waiver because I'm not putting on makeup or doing my hair or wearing a bra. It's my house. My rules. Yep. Okay. So... So what this are we doing week, tonight? We're going to exercise. All right. Everybody got your floor mats ready? That is... Got on some good supportive shoes. Y'all, she's lying. She is not <laughs> going to exercise, period. <laughs> not right now. I do sometimes. I do. When? Um, I took the dog for a walk just the other day. That was two weeks ago. No, it wasn't. Everyone's thinking I'm just a fat ass now. Thanks. I do exercise some. I'm not cleared for full exercise yet for another month. It was another month last month. No, I think it's through the end of September. Whatever. Anyways, we are talking about exercise. Exorcisms. Oh, close. Yeah. Is that a word? Exorcism? Yeah, exorcism. Exorcism, yeah. Did I say it right the first time? Yeah, you did. It just didn't sound right because I've been talking about exercising. And now we're talking about exorcism. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. so I'm, I'm sitting here trying to <laughs> discern if. Exorcism is a word. Yes, it is. I got gotcha. you. I know this. Okay. Is that what you're still debating? No, but I'll, we'll discuss it later. Okay. So let's talk about some exercise. You get the first one because I didn't like it. Okay. Well, actually. <laughs> wait, you didn't wait. like the second one because it was long. Wait. The first one I may have liked. The second one. Second one's hard to pronounce and the is really long. One. He doesn't like any of my research, y'all. No, that's not true. I actually had it picked out in my head because. Okay. I figure you probably like the last one. I want the first one and the la- and the second to last one. Okay. So you want Africa? 
Yes. Okay. <laughs> Toto, I don't think we're in Africa anymore. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. All right. So first we're going to talk about um, George Lukens. Lukens is how I say it in my head. And it's... He was called that. He was called Yaton Diomonic. Yeah, it probably means something. Well, the town is Yaton. Yeah, he was like the demon of Yaton, I think. Yeah, the demon of Yaton. That that sounds great. Why couldn't you put that in print? Because it said Yaton Demoniac. Okay, so... This exorcism was performed on Friday, June the 13th of 1787. Friday the 13th does not seem like a good day for an exorcism. Especially in 1787. Hey, there's a lot of sevens there. Yeah, maybe they didn't know about Friday the 13th yet. Uh, That's a good possibility. Yeah. No, it was created back when, from a pagan thing. Okay. I don't know why they chose that day then. Yeah, I mean, it was a Friday, end of the work week. Yeah. You know, everybody's getting a little toasty that night. Let's get this demon knocked out before the weekend. Yeah, let's go ahead and get him exercised so we can get our drink on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Finish up the holy wine we don't use. That's it. That's yeah. it. So he was 44 years old and living in the village of Yaton. I don't know where that is, by the way. Me neither. <laughs> it, oh, it says outside of Bristol. Where's Bristol. North Carolina? Germany. <laughs> I don't know. You didn't put that in my note. I don't I assumed it sounded German. Yeah. So, he had been hearing... I'm sorry. Uh, my reading skills are, are getting better. My vision is not. <laughs> he had been, been heard making strange inhuman sounds. Now, I'm going to go ahead and pause right there. Mm-hmm. Because if making strange inhuman sounds is possession type tales, yeah. Um, when my Mongolian death metal comes on, yeah, I I'm definitely possessed because <laughs> I do make some inhuman sounds. I'm possessed at certain times too that we won't mention on the podcast. Oh jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? That's a can of worms that we could just kick over right now, but we're not going to. Yeah, let's just leave that alone. Yeah. So for two decades before the exorcism, he would have sudden fits of rage and panic. I'm possessed. You panic. Oh, you haven't heard me rage at work. Yeah, okay. So um, he was hospitalized for 18 months at the St. George's Hospital. He had his own hospital named after him. (laughs) Probably different George. And was declared incurable. So So they thought something was wrong with him. He went there and decided they couldn't fix him. So the next thing he does is um, he declared that he was possessed by at least not only but at least seven demonic beings and would need seven priests to perform the exorcism. And that's pretty needy. I mean, usually it's one, right? Maybe two. Well, yeah, back in the day, they may like, took it a bit more serious. I so want seven. I want one per demon. Yes. And I know I have seven demons because I have counted. Yes. 
If you can count your own demons, shouldn't you be able to get rid of them all on your own? Um, no, I don't think so. This one is Fred. No, we're not naming the demons. <laughs> they have their own names, and you have to learn their names to get rid of them, apparently. You have to coax that out of them. This one is Beetlejuice. Because when you have their name, you have power over them. This one is Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. So during the exorcism. So during the exorcism, Lucan's claim to be the devil himself and saying, and is that inverted? Mm-hmm. In, I'm assuming they mean like backwards. An inverted version of a hymn and was violent. That's going to be a pretty common theme. So the exorcism was completed when the demons were commanded by the priest and ministers to return to hell. And that's the thing about this. It was priests and ministers. It was not all priests. Hmm. So George Lukens cried out, Blessed Jesus, and recited the Lord's Prayer. Obviously means he's cured. Obviously. Critics claim he suffered from epilepsy and was never possessed. Well, okay, so I had epilepsy, depending. There's usually not violence or rage. No, it's seizures. Yeah, they have seizures. They crappy flop on the ground. Yeah, and show of hands, anyone who's epileptic that's been able to pray pray it away... Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, we didn't see no hands yeah, at mm-hmm. all. So. Now I looked real far. Yeah. I was gazing into my microphone. Yeah, I know. Me too. I saw the whole audience. Yeah. Both of them. And <laughs> after the exorcism, Lukens was described as calm and happy. Happy little tree. Because yeah. you just feel so great when the, the demons are gone. There are no mistakes. Just happy little trees. So Bob Ross was possessed? No, but, and I may have mentioned this in another Bob episode, Ross was a badass. What if all his paintings were maps to where the bodies are? Could be. He's still a badass. Yeah. He has a skill set. Yeah. It's called contorting his fro. It's called Bob Ross. He's very soothing. You know what's not soothing? Demons. Demons. Well, I was right. You were right. Demons. Can you say it any more southern, please? Demons. 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 I'm going to say it that way the rest of the show. Demons. I am so <laughs> going to put this on TikTok. Demons. 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 <laughs> okay. So I'm going to talk about, and I'm going to blow this, but let's just go with it. It's not the only thing she's blown. Don't talk about those inhuman noises again. <laughs> That's going to bring up the past. <laughs> Gottlieben Didis. How's that sound? Sounds great to me. Got, Gottlieben. I like that. Gottlieben. Go with Gottlieben. Gottlieben. This is a chick. Yes. This is Ms. Gottlieben. Gottlieben. So this was in the 1800s. She was a 28-year-old woman who was living in the German village of Motlingen? Something. It was in the Black Forest. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's Mothogen. There's no L. Mothogen. No, I think it's M O T T L. Oh, that was like H. Yeah, I know my writing. Okay. It's not good. Rock on. Anyways, her parents died when she was young, and she was raised by her siblings. In 1842, people passing by the home began to notice strange noises at night, and some sounded violent. Well, these people suspected abuse. So, they actually stepped in and were going to do something about it, which I thought was kind of odd for the 1800s. So, a doctor and some local people ended up staying overnight. They were going to try to, I guess, catch the siblings in the act of beating this kid. What they saw, they were not prepared for. Oh, that's right. They saw objects and furniture moving on their own and strange noises that seemed to come from inside the walls. So they determined this house is haunted. True. So, Didis started to claim she was being visited at night by an apparition holding a baby. She began blacking out. One trance-like state lasted an entire day. So her siblings were like, fuck this. We don't want this around us anymore. So they sent her to live with a cousin. Bitch be gone. Yeah. The haunting followed her. So they're like, oh, problem solved. We get a happy, peaceful life now. Sorry, cousin. (laughs) The cousin's like not, not happy about it, I'm sure. So... Y'all some inbred motherfuckers are sending her up here. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with her? You didn't tell us this was coming. Didn't say she had baggage. You didn't say she had demons. <laughs> I told you. I'm going to do it. So, got Lieben had convulsive fits. That sounds more like epilepsy. Again. Spoke in different voices. Like, she said she'd be talking like this and... All of a sudden, it'd be this. You know, that kind of thing. And had bouts of cursing and profanity. And for her, that wasn't like her. It wasn't like me, where you'd be like, what's wrong with her? Because she's not cursing. Gottlieben claimed when she was an infant that evil spirits tried to kidnap her, but were driven away by her mother's... protective prayers which sounds a lot like the plot of Harry Potter which you wouldn't know because you haven't read it or seen it but you trust my word right fried green tomatoes is all I'm <laughs> I don't think it's the plot of that goodbye Earl <laughs> Earl had to die them beans taste funny mm-hmm. I don't know what's got to do with fried green tomatoes but uh, you're going to make fun of me for not watching Harry Pothead, and I'm just going to let you know fried green tomatoes is a southern <laughs> staple that you have not watched. I've also not seen Breakfast at Tiffany's or 16 Candles. Okay, those are okay. Have you seen The Breakfast Club? Oh, yeah. Okay, then you're fine-ish. Yeah. You have to see The Breakfast Club. No, fried green tomatoes is a have to. Okay, well, what's on our peacock we got? It is. You need to watch it. Yeah, During your free time during all day. Yeah. <laughs> I had so much of that today. Welcome back to Demons. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we're entertaining tonight at least. <laughs> All right, so Gottlieben. She claimed that her aunt was a witch. Now, she grew up going to this church. 
and Reverend Blumhart was the pastor there. So he took it upon himself to take over Gottlieben's spiritual care. That seems like a Blumhart thing to do. Doesn't it? That's just very Blumhartian. It is very Blumhartian. Yep. So while he was... I feel like I'm breathing heavy. (laughs) While he was um, (laughs) conducting these spiritual sessions with her... She began speaking in a voice that claimed to be the spirit that would visit Gottliebin at night. The one with the baby. Yeah. She said she was a widow who had murdered two people in her life. These acts had drawn the devil into her. In other words, Gottliebin was possessed by a spirit who claimed to be possessed. Oh, but do you think that the spirit was actually talking about while she was alive she had been possessed? I don't know. But through the course of his work with Gottlieben, hundreds of spirits were revealed, many also claiming to be the victims of demonic possession. Oh, interesting. So she snagged so a she good was, one. Yeah, she was like the Inception. Inception? Is that the name of the movie? Is that the one where you got to go into a dream, then into, into a, a dream, dream and into, into a dream? dream and yeah. ride the kickback? Yeah. Yeah, that's Inception. Yeah. It's like you, the Inception of Possession. You have to watch that movie two or three times to really comprehend it. And then you still won't. Oh, no, we understood it. Stood it. <laughs> we understood it after about the third time we watched it. But does the top fall at the end? It doesn't show. I know, but what's your thoughts on it? Um, I think they were still there. I think they were still in the, the dream. That so you didn't think it, it fell? Mm-mm. No, I don't think it did. That's sad. I want it to have fallen. But didn't it make the sound of it falling on the black screen? You know, I watched it, and we watched it multiple times, and we would turn the volume all the way up and listen and listen and listen, and you can't really tell. Okay, I thought it was very prominent. No. I may be just wishful thinking in my head, but I don't think it ever fell again. Anyways, back to demons. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, we're rabbit-holing like hell on movies tonight. Welcome to movie chat. (laughs) Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Watch it three times you still won't get it. Okay. So, Reverend Blumhart, since she's possessed by hundreds of spirits who were possessed now, decides he should probably do an exorcism. This just causes everything to escalate. Gottlieben became more violent. Her blasphemous ranting increased, and she began vomiting up sand, glass, Nails and blood. What the actual fuck? Yeah. Now, how, like, how are you going to vomit up something that didn't go down you? Right. How are you going to sand? Yeah. You're just going to vomit up sand. Where the fuck is the sand coming from? Right. I mean, that's. Unless the demon ate it somewhere else and then, like, yeah, barfed it, it up. Like, that stuff don't, does not produce in your system. No. I've never had glass just come out of me. Nope, not without it going in first. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, I have had gravel come out of me, but that was after I crashed my bike. And it it went in first. Years later, it worked its way out of my skin. That's gross. (laughs) Anyways. I didn't grow up rich. I had to entertain myself. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I grew up lower middle class. (laughs) Or middle middle class, maybe. Anyways. 
got Lieben told the reverend <laughs> at one point, stop it. Don't make me get the demons. <laughs> We're not drunk, folks. <laughs> That's happening Saturday. Boy, isn't it? So, Gottlieben told the Reverend at one point that some of the spirits left her and went thousands of miles away to cause an earthquake. A few days later, news came to them that confirmed a devastating earthquake in the West Indies. Gottlieben had no way of knowing anything about an earthquake. She was spouting off information that she wasn't privy to. Right. Because back in that time, we didn't get news overnight. Yeah, news didn't show up on your phone immediately. I say as my phone buzzes with news. Which, of course, (laughs) all the stuff that buzzes immediately now is mostly fake news. Yeah, it's all garbage. The exorcism lasted for two years. How does that work? How do you exorcise for two years? Is it a constant thing that has to happen? I don't think he was doing like an exorcism, exorcism. I think he was doing counseling. Okay. Like meeting with her a couple times a week. And was he trying to track her demons to get take record or something? I don't. I forgot to ask him. Why two years? I don't know. It's it, just very odd to me. Two years. At one point, some of the spirits left Gottlieben and possessed her sister, Katharina. Oh, you know why? Because she sent her to live with her fucking cousin. No, because they got damn bored of being counseled. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, bitches. I'm stepping. Blumhart was able to successfully complete the exorcism on both, which turned him into somewhat of a celebrity of his time. And he even wrote a book. What year did this happen? 1842. Hmm. So I wonder how much of it he made up for attention. Right. Because that's not a normal possession. Usually you aren't possessed by people who are possessed by other people. And usually an exorcism has to be a constant thing to be successful, right? Well, that's what I was thinking, because how you have to, to be in command and control of the demon to exorcise the demon, and it's it could take up to a week, maybe ten days, because it's con- constant. It's You are battling the whole yeah, time. Yeah, and you'd have to rotate out priests and stuff because from what i figure it's very draining yeah a lot of energy a lot of willpower and that's why i said two years was weird yeah so unless he was getting them out one at a time but even then like you would think if there were still other possessions going on within her that it could just jump right back in her that she'd still be open to it Right. I don't know. It didn't go into detail about that. It this just said, yeah. Me. It just said he took over her spiritual care and that the exorcism lasted for two years. So, if anyone is a long lost descendant of Reverend Bloomhart and knows the answer to that. You know, you say that, and I know you're being very facetious. Kinda. Today. I mean, there could be someone out there. But get this. So, on Hibbly Horror Stories. Two weeks ago, they were telling a story about a a um, truck driver who was at a stoplight, and a guy jumped on his truck and was hanging on, kind of like um, the Fast and the Furious. Right. 
and he couldn't shake him. And it, the truck driver finally got 911 called, and they got there and took care of the guy. They were telling that story, and one of the listeners of their shows called and said, Hey, the story you was talking about with the uh, truck driver, that's my brother. Oh, that's cool. So, and it may have been, I'm sorry, I may have just completely lied. Jerry has so many shows. Um, it may have been warning you, you will be offended. Okay. Yeah, that may be it. But it Jerry's the same guy that does Hillbilly Horror Stories. So. Yeah. But the the guy's brother called and said, hey, that's my brother. Well, that's pretty neat. So it could happen. It could. And seriously, if you're out there and you're a descendant of Reverend Bloomhart and you know more info, give us a ring. Please. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah, it would be neat. Especially if you know about it. I mean, passed down by generation. Right on. So we're going to ease on into the next century? Yeah, you talking about Clara? Yep, I'm going to talk about Clara. And you've got, is this Germania Cecil? Seal? Seal? Seely? Clara. Clara. So, in 1906, in Natal, is that it, Natal? I guess so. South Africa, a 16-year-old orphan at St. Michael's Mission began speaking in languages she did not know. She was also, she would report intimate secrets about people around her that she could not possibly have known. And I'm sure that's stuff that they, like, confirmed. Like, right. somebody walks up to her and she's like, you're cheating on your wife. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, I am. How'd you know? Pretty sure that's exactly how that went down. Yeah. So, uh, she would levitate in her sleep up to five foot in the air. Now, I ain't gonna lie, that'd be, that'd be weird. That's a trip. What if, what happens when you wake up, do you fall? I don't know. So. What if you, like, sneezed while you were levitating and it pushed you over? But what? And then you went down and you weren't in the bed anymore? (laughs) So, as of right now, I would not be 100% convinced that this was um, a possession. What would you think it is? I would think maybe some type of psychic ability. Yeah, I guess so. Because when she's asleep, her mind is at rest, which would unlock her abilities, and it may, that's what may cause her to float. But the speaking in other languages? Um, you never know with your mind. Yeah. What if it's from a past life? Yeah, I guess so. So, okay, well. So just... we're discussing the first X-Men. <laughs> Movies again. So she demonstrated feats of strength that she should not have been capable of, being if she's a 16-year-old girl. And she had tantrums and would rip at her clothes. You and, skipped one. Oh, did I? That made it very demon. Oh, absolutely I did. She showed distress and pain to religious objects or holy water, even if hidden from her sight. So, like, if I was to walk in the room with a little bottle of water in my pocket, she would trip out because she knew I had it. Right. And I guess that would be a good way of testing is she faking it because, like, she didn't know you have a crucifix behind your back. Right. 
Okay. Uh, I did the tantrum, some mm-hmm. ripping in her clothes, and she growled. Rawr. You knew it was coming. <laughs> that one's for Peyton. So, conversations with people others couldn't see, and uh, her body would become flexible and rubbery like a snake. Don't do it. Do not fucking do it. <laughs> I'll be good. Two Roman Catholic priests teamed up for this exorcism. Clara confessed she had made a pact and was overtaken by Satan. It didn't tell me what the pact was. It didn't tell me what she got out of it. Uh, you want to plug a book? What book? The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. Oh, yeah. Because she made a pact with the devil to live forever. Yeah. And the stipulations were, you live forever, but nobody remembers you. Yeah. But we don't know what happened with this girl. No, we don't know what happened with this girl. But I do know about Addie, so. Yes. Check that book out. Um, My daughter is going to come on and do a great review of that book because she was ecstatic to read it. Back to Damon's. Yeah, back to Damon's. So... Blah, blah, blah. During the exorcism, Clara knocked Bibles out of hands, spit, cursed, and tried to strangle one of the priests. After two days, the demon announced it would leave after a final show of power. Clara then levitated and hovered in front of 170 witnesses before falling silent. Now, it didn't tell me that either. Like, did it say, I will have one last show of power so they gathered an audience? Was there an audience watching the exorcism? Where'd the 170 people come from? I don't know. Did they fit all them people in a room? I don't know. So, in 1907... Which was a year later. I was about to flip back over and look. I looked earlier. (laughs) The demon returned and possessed her again. If there's something worse than having a demon once, it's having a demon twice. Twice. Penicillin's not going to fix that. No. So, another exorcism was performed, and again, lasted two days. And when the demon left this time, it caused an incredibly foul odor that made everyone sick. Which they say, like, if you smell rotting meat... That that's That's a sign of a demon. Um, And earlier with the sounds in the walls, they say scratching in your walls can be Uh a sign of a demon. If you hear like three knocks, that's a sign of a demon. Or it could be death knocks. Yeah. Which is three knocks. And sometimes the uh, scratching in the walls is just a mouse or a squirrel. Yep. So, but sometimes it's a demon. Sometimes it could be a demon. All right, so that was Clara. And now we're moving into current events. Current events, and this is Julia. Now, this was Julia in quotes, so Julia is not her real name. And the reason we're not using her real name... Is because they didn't give it to me. And there's a real good chance... (laughs) Hang on, let me read and make sure she she ain't dead. I don't think she did. Well, she could still be alive and hear this, and we don't want to, you know, offend her. Right, because this happened in 2008... 
in New York. So she is. I don't know how old she was when this happened. That was like but that's 16 twelve years ago. Twelve. Two thousand eight. Yeah, tw- I went the wrong damn way. <laughs> Peyton's fourteen. Thirteen. How old's Peyton? Fourteen. Is she really? Yes, she just turned fourteen. You keep forgetting that, and you usually age them forward, and you're aging her backwards this year. Well, I think I'm leaving her the same. (laughs) Anywho, demons. We should make this a drinking challenge. Everybody take a shot every time I say demons. Everybody be dead by the end of the show. Uh, challenge accepted. (laughs) Saturday. I'm down. (laughs) All right, so we're in New York. Julia is seeing a psychiatrist named Dr. Richard Gallagher. He was treating her for mental illness. You're thinking about the guy with the watermelons, aren't you? (laughs) I don't think it's that Gallagher. Pretty sure he didn't treat mental patients. He might have been one. (laughs) He just smashed things with a hammer. But it was cool as hell. So he determined and became convinced that there was more going on with Julia than just mental illness. She would at times respond in a voice that wasn't hers, which is an ongoing theme. Would say obscene and hateful things that were out of character for her. Again, Mm -hmm. ongoing theme. And was repulsed by religious objects. Once again. Ongoing theme. The weird thing is, is the strange voices that she would talk in would sometimes interject themselves into phone conversations he was having with colleagues. So she was not there. She was not on the phone. He would be talking to Dr. Phil or somebody. Right. And all of a sudden, demon voice in the phone. That's weird. Yeah. That's not something that somebody can do because they're mentally ill. Right. (laughs) That's a hell of a ventriloquist. Right. So, during Julia's exorcism, the room became unbearably hot. Items flew off the shelves. Julia levitated. Again. She demonstrated personal knowledge of those present that she couldn't have known. Oh. And she spoke in Spanish and Latin, which she did not know. I would love to learn Latin. Get a daemon. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure I'd accidentally <laughs> conjure one up because I would definitely mispronounce the words. Yeah, because, I mean, you mispronounce English words when you're reading them. Right. Maybe you're not dyslexic in Latin. Oh, that's true. I might not be. Yeah. Oh, good theory. We'll go with it. Yeah. So, eventually, Julia was cleared, which I guess was she was exercised. And this is considered to be a very rare case where a professional scientist was convinced that the events were real. So remember, she was seeing a psychiatrist. So usually professionals and religion don't usually go hand in hand. Right. So since we got a minute. Do we? Yeah, we got a minute left. (laughs) Or three or something. Um, I'm going to talk about one that I didn't get a chance to take notes on. Okay. Because it's a family. And it's a family in 2014. 
Ammon's family, not Adam's family, Ammon's. It was a mother of three who lived in Gary, Indiana, and she reported that her family was under attack from the forces of darkness. Now, if you heard that, you'd probably be like, yeah, bitch is crazy. The strange event started with bizarre phenomena such as clouds of flies congregating in the home or on the porch. That is weird. Or she could just be in Alabama. Um, <laughs> don't, I don't know about that one. Eerie noises emanating from the walls. That's a something we've heard in the other ones. Mm-hmm. Unexplained wet footprints tracked across the floors. That's that, a trip. That's just a hell no. So, the mother, her name was LaToya Ammons, claimed that her three children, who were 7, 9, and 12, were being targeted by sinister supernatural powers. She reported at one point that her son had walked backwards up a wall and across the ceiling, that another son had been thrown across the room by hands that you couldn't see, and her daughter had levitated over the bed while unconscious. Sounds like my girl. Yeah. So, I mean, lots of recurring themes that these demons like to play these tricks over and over. Right. She also said her children were prone to talking to invisible presences, speaking in deep voices, displaying evil smiles or giggles and bulging eyes, and also would growl with their eyes rolling back in their heads. This generated interest from authorities such as the police and child services. One police officer, Captain Charles Austin, visited the home expecting to see an abusive mother or someone who was just trying to commit fraud and convince the public of this thing going on. He was convinced when he personally witnessed the events take place at the home and even supposedly took a photo of a ghostly white figure lurking in a room. That's interesting. Yeah. Child services brought in psychiatrists who found nothing suspicious about the mother or any signs of mental illness. Eventually, exorcists were brought in who claimed that there were around 200 demons stalking the location. you just in case you have to get special permission from the Catholic Church to have a, a priest come in and perform an exorcism. Yeah, it's it's got to be approved by like the Vatican. Yeah, to consider an exorcism. Like it, you can't just go all willy nilly and do it. Right, not just any priest is cleared to do it either, and you have to get that permission to even do it. Like one that's trained to do it can't just decide they're going to look into something. Right, they have to have permission. So this is for them to be released to come into this, and and in 2014, I mean, I right. imagine back in the 1800s it was way more common because people thought people were witches because they sneezed or had a mole on their nose. Yeah, and thought that demons were around every corner. Right, but, but nowadays it's not that common for people to believe in this stuff anymore. Right. And as a matter of fact, I. I think only the Catholics are the ones that do the actual exorcism training. Yeah, and and like I said, I don't think it's done a whole lot anymore. No. Because they don't want to look like fools. Because people would think they're fools for believing that a demon is possessing somebody. 
But apparently there were 200 demons at this house. Wow. Now what? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. The spirits were only appeased when the Ammons moved away from the home and the exorcism was completed. So it sounds like this was an exorcism on a house. Not people. Not the people. It was the house that was possessed. So I wonder how you would know if the house was cleared. I don't know. I guess when new people go in, if things start happening again, it was the dryer. The buzz. No. Are you hearing diamonds? I hope not. I actually thought I heard music. Oh, that's really weird. Creeping me out now. Mm, okay. Anyways, um, the newspaper, the Indianapolis Star, claimed to have in their possession hundreds of pages of official documents on the phenomena and also claimed that the possessions were so severe and believable that authorities were afraid to enter or even go near the home. So that's kind of a new, interesting... A little more modern yeah, um, example. And, and a different twist on things because it was, it was the location that was possessed and not the people. And I guess the way you know that it's the location and not the people is sending them away. Right. Like with... Um, you got Lieben. Yeah. They sent her to the cousin's house and it went with her. Right. So that's her. If it had stayed at the house, it'd been it'd have been the house or something or one of the house. other siblings that. <laughs> right. Yeah, it could be a yeah a possessed object or something in the house, mm-hmm. so, or maybe they opened a Dybbuk box or something. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah. Anyways, maybe in the German that it could have been a Dybbuk box, but um, got Lieben. That's got to be German, right? Yeah. And, you know, divot boxes take a special priest as well. Right. And that's a Jewish thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. So. Oh. Yeah. That, so so that's that's demons. Yeah. Exercising with the demons. And we talked about divot boxes on a, another show, right? We did on curses. Yeah. So if you don't know about divot boxes, go back and listen to the curses episode. It's actually pretty in- entertaining. Yeah. Well, we're always entertaining. It's good information. I won't say entertaining. That's a bit of a stretch. We're always entertaining. We're always something. Much like House of Curses, who does our intro music. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> look at that segue. Yeah, that was smooth. Black butter. <laughs> I was looking to slip it in and get it under the radar. <laughs> I've tried that too. <laughs> if you want to slip into our DMs. <laughs> You can find us on Facebook <laughs> at WTF Was That Pod. You can also send us an email at WTFWTPodcast at gmail.com. I hear a rumor that there's a button in our show notes or a link to a button to send us money. Is this true? I do believe there there is a link. If oh. that. If you would like to support the show, you can. And it's in the show notes. It will take you to our uh, Buzzsprout page. Right there. Hit the button. And no, not that button yet. <laughs> Don't get all handsy. <laughs> <laughs> I was telling them to hit the button. You can hit the button and you can send us money. Yes. To buy show things. Like stands so we can travel. 
Yeah, I still need to get mic stands. Because we're going to need to do that. Yeah, we need to get Leslie on here and let her talk about some of her cool experiences. Yep, and we'll probably talk about some more cool experiences we have with the Ghost Girls. Right, and, um, you know, like I said, we did our little tour last weekend, and I think I haven't seen the video yet. I don't know if Kevin is going to post it. Of the rocking chair moving. That would be cool. But, you know... Normally, I, I won't buy into a rocking chair moving because a breeze could make a rocking chair move. The other one wasn't moving. Right. And there was no fucking breeze out there. It, not at all. <laughs> but here, here's what sold me on it. If it wasn't moving, there was something around it because the cat was laying there and then all of a sudden it stood up, looked at the chair, and said, like, hell no, and walked behind the other chair and jumped off the porch. Yeah, I get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and, you know, animals can sense these things, so. Leave me alone, Dr. Vice. Right. So. That's where we were. Was at his cottage. Yep. Um, anything else coming up lately that we need to discuss or? warn them about i don't think so i mean my schedule is pretty cleared except for the stuff we've got to do a couple of tours we're doing so if y'all have anything in mind any local hauntings that you want us to look into and that's local to your area yeah. not necessarily ours um any any crimes so we do true crime too so if there's any crimes you'd like to know more about or think it would make a good topic for the show yeah send it to us and we'll look it up dig up some information try to at least yeah now, there may not be enough for a whole show, but we might can throw a blurb. Yep. We're known to blurb at times. Known to ramble and rabbit hole. <laughs> Definitely that. Especially tonight. Yep. So. Thanks for coming to this episode of Movie Chat. <laughs> um, a lot of movie references. Yeah, we hope you'll join us next time and hit the button. <laughs> That's the wrong button. Hey, I think that was the wrong button. <laughs> hit the other button. Is top. it this one? Yes.